welcome to Gals Explain, the podcast where two best gals explain anything and everything to each other better than any man ever has. This week, uh, we, uh, wait, uh, what's happening uh, this week, Claire? What are we talking about? Oh, man, I, I forget. Oh, that's right. We're talking about forgetfulness. <laughs> what leads to forgetfulness? What are some of our worst absent-minded moments and how do we overcome it yeah you could google it but isn't it more fun to learn it from a friend i'm michelle and i'm claire we love the bits this week (laughs) (laughs) um claire i want to talk about how it has now snowed three times in a row when we've recorded this podcast it has been snowing um and i live in new york so snow isn't weird but like it's only started snowing on days that we have recorded. And I wonder if it has something to do with the karma of this show. <laughs> what do you mean? I don't know. Like, is it is it good? Because I like snow. So I find yeah, it to be too. a good omen. But I don't know. I, I just think it's an interesting pattern we have. Um, and I wonder how snow every time we record will translate to the summer for me. Oh, yeah, I think it's just going to snow all summer. All summer. <laughs> With the weather we've been having in this world because of global warming, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> I wish we had snow here. We have just had, and you know, normally we still have sunny days even in the winter in North Carolina, but we have just had like rainy, gross, but it's not cold enough to snow the last maybe two weeks. It makes me realize I could not live in Seattle. Yeah. Well, and... For those of you who are listening to this, obviously, a week later, because that's when we post them, um, this is kind of the week that all this stuff has happened in Texas. Um, My family's from Texas, so my heart is with everyone who is struggling there, and I hope all of our listeners are staying safe and warm. Um, But yeah, I think you might be like on the edge of that, so you're not necessarily getting the snow, because the snow that I have is from that same storm, but it's just come up. I guess. So maybe yeah. you're getting like the weird rain after effects of that storm. I don't know. Like on the edges. And like wind. I mean, it's not bad here at all. You know, I would take this any day over like a loss of power. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely have to re-listen to our uh, episode where we talked a little bit about seasonal depression because boy, sad is kicking in. Yeah, uh, definitely full force right now. And we can even talk more about that mental health stuff later on because forgetfulness actually gets into that. Um, I wanted to talk a bit about like why we chose this topic today <laughs> because I have been forgetting so freaking much in the past week. I like lost my keys somehow. I don't know where they are. They're somewhere in the nether. I'm never getting them back. Pretty sure they fell down in a car that I took somewhere, um, but I called the car. They're lost forever. Um, I did that. <laughs> I forgot my work schedule. I I just it's been a it's been bad for me this week. And, I and isn't to, it hard that all of that comes at once? All, all like, at once. Like I feel like and and you always get this like feeling of like feeling like a little kid, right? Like I like you you don't always feel forgetful, but when that happens, you're like this never happens to me. This never happens to me, and yet all of all of it's happening at once. Yeah. So I just wanted to help myself by uh, explaining to myself 
what the heck was going on with me this week? I think it's really interesting because I'm, you know, miles and miles away, but in a very similar spot. I'm not, I would not call myself like a forgetful or absent-minded person, but this week, like I had to drive somewhere um, for work and I had to be there at a certain time and it was raining and the night before I was like, I'll get gas in the morning because I was literally almost out of gas and I go to my car and I turn it on and it flashes and I realize I did not get gas. I did not leave myself enough time to get gas. No. And so I call Jeff and I'm like, can I take your car to work today? And he's like, of course. I'm like, okay. And it's raining and I didn't know how to work as windshield wipers. And I, I did. I felt like I hate feeling scrambled. I hate that feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, my biggest dream that I have is so like the reoccurring dream that I have some people have falling dreams some people have you know like somebody scaring them dreams I have dreams where I am constantly in a rush because I forgot about something Mm -hmm. and it is like deep in my psyche one of my biggest fears like I am you know, running late, but I can't run fast enough Mm -hmm. or I have to put on the right outfit for this thing. But every outfit I put on is like, doesn't fit right. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's my biggest nightmares too, is like, especially like being in the performing arts as we were, like you always have those dreams of like, I forgot my lines or like I'm sitting, standing on stage and I never rehearsed this. I've never seen this script in my life and I was supposed to look over it two weeks ago. I've had that dream so many times where I'm put in a play and it's like time for me to perform and everyone expects me to know it. And I look down at the audience and I'm like, I've never read the script. Like, yeah, that, oh, it's the worst feeling. I think I told you this, but when I, when we first started the podcast, I had a dream where we were back in how to succeed in high school, one of the musicals we did. And I, everyone, like we were doing it like on encore five years later Mm -hmm. and everyone had re-rehearsed and I had missed the re-rehearsals. So I was just like trying to like fit in. Oh God. It was anyways. So we both big fears of being Mm -hmm. forgetful. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yes. And so I think we should talk a bit about what exactly leads to forgetfulness, right? I wanted to start with something that I found pretty interesting. I found this amazing article by HuffPost that actually was written in 2013, so the ages might be a little bit off in terms of like the them comparing certain ages to other ages, but it was an article about how millennials are more forgetful than seniors. Um and Yikes. <laughs> the this this will get into why uh what leads to forgetfulness soon but you'll see so basically a national poll found that millennials aged 18 to 34 are more likely than those older than 55 to forget what day it is they're more likely to forget where they put their keys they're more likely to forget to bring their lunch somewhere and they're more likely to forget to take a shower um the only thing that Older people really had more trouble remembering was people's names, which that makes sense. (laughs) So basically, the hypothesis towards forgetfulness being higher in millennials than the older generation is because the higher amount of stress our generation faces, um, which 
our generation being millennials. Um, but you're not a millennial, are you, Claire? You're technically Gen Z, right? Yeah, I I think you and I could probably both classify as like a zillennial. People that are right, like, that's what they call it. People that are right on the on the border between the two. Yeah, yeah. Because I can relate to a lot of weird things of Gen Z, but I'm also technically a millennial, but, like, my siblings are technically millennials, and they're, like, way older than me, and they don't get a lot of Gen Z stuff at all. No offense, Andrea and David. Uh, but <laughs> we're, we're on that wonderful cusp. We're cusp yeah. babies. We're, yeah, so we can relate a little bit to this higher amount of stress because we're now adults, but um, they just don't talk much about Gen Z in this article because it, obviously it was 2013, and Gen Z, the majority of Gen Z were children, so... I don't think Mm -hmm. they could have been studied in this way. Um, So uh, I thought that was pretty interesting, though, the fact that stress, which is, I feel like, always the cause of everything on this podcast when we get down to it. Like, what was it last week? Stress caused sleepwalking, too? (laughs) Yeah, it's that makes so much sense. I mean, that's why my forgetfulness fear comes out in my in my dreams, because of stress, like stress dreams. I've, I've heard about that a lot. I've talked about that a lot with friends. And also like, have you ever been somewhere and then feel like maybe you forgot something and your like anxiety oh just spikes and you get all this energy like pulsing through you and then you just didn't forget anything? That happens well, to me all the time. I, the opposite happens to me all the time when I'm like leaving the house and I'm like, I forgot something. Like this overwhelming sense of I forgot something. And I'm like, I don't know what I forgot, but I know I forgot something. It's kind of like if anyone has ever seen or read Harry Potter where he gets the remember all, Neville gets the remember all and it can tell him if he forgot about something, but it doesn't tell him what he forgot or where it is. So like immediately when he gets it, it like shows that he forgot something. He's like, I forgot what I forgot. (laughs) And that's how I feel all the time. Like if I'm leaving the house and all the time I'm like, no, no, I need to trust myself. Like, I'm looking, thinking about all my things. I'm like, I didn't forget everything. I'm good. And then I get to wherever I'm going and I'm like, oh, I now remember what I forget. And it's the worst feeling because I'm like, I know that I knew that I forgot something. I just couldn't remember what I forgot. Oh my gosh. Are you like a double checker? Like, absolutely. About like, oh my God, did I turn the stove off? Did I unplug my like curling iron? Did I, yeah, I'm a double checker too. Well, because if I I lock the door. If I don't, I will definitely forget to do it at some point. I know myself. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. I also do that for like um, schedules. Like I said, I had trouble remembering what my work work schedule was this week. And if I hadn't double checked it, I don't know what would have happened. Look at us trying to be less forgetful, ending up more forgetful. (laughs) Yes. Um, Another thing that's interesting about this hypothesis about stress being an indicator of forgetfulness is actually a regional American perspective thing. Basically, people in the Northeast tend to be more stressed than the people in the West. So generally speaking, um, the Northeast people in the Northeast actually are more forgetful than people in the West. This study showed that like way more forgetful. I think it was like 30% forgetfulness in the West in people in the West and like Northeastern was like over 50% forgetfulness. I wonder like if that. that relates at all to like probably stereotypical 
uh, attitudes that you would assume someone in the Northeast versus someone in the West had. Like the surfer, anything goes, relaxed attitude in the West, and then like the I'm walking here kind of attitude in the Northeast. I forgot about it. I can't do a Northeast accent. I can't. Don't. What was that? I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to. Forget about it. Forget about it. Okay, that was good. I I can only do that. but yeah, I thought that was really interesting because I didn't necessarily think that like Western people, Western F Western people, like people who live in California are necessarily better at remembering things. But I guess it makes sense if they're more chill, generally speaking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so other than general stress, though, there are some scientific reasons, of course, for forgetfulness, um, which obviously can range from being super extreme to like nothing at all like lack of sleep is one which I mean I always feel like if I'm a little bit off at all like I always just think how much sleep did I have and generally um it's usually the fault for anything bad in my life if I've had no sleep or like weird sleep you know but then there's also like kind of crazy things in here like obviously like their infections can cause delirium which is obviously gonna make you forget things or like uh brain tumors and strokes obviously but there is one here about head injuries which head injuries freak me out so much I've never had one but you've had one how what was your experience with forgetfulness with head injuries it was bad I had a concussion uh, my senior year of being an acting major where all you do is memorize lines and monologues and you know my professors and peers gave me a lot of like grace in uh dealing with my brain not functioning fully but it was definitely really hard my attention span was a lot shorter um and just so everybody knows I had a minor concussion and then a week later I got another concussion so it was pretty severe um I'm all good now but I definitely felt like the after effects for a few months the doctor said it would take a few months until I felt like I was back to normal. I really feel like we say this all the time in acting, but the brain is a muscle and like memorization is a muscle. And I had to completely retrain the muscle. Like, and it was so much harder. It was like training a body after like an injury, you know, and I feel totally normal now. This was years ago, but I really, I mean, I was not easy on myself about it either. I was really stressed about it. And that probably didn't help, you know? Like, I probably should have just taken it a little bit easier. Um, But I wasn't, like, short-term forgetful. Like, I wouldn't forget to, like, unplug something or, like, forget if I had dinner plans with someone. It was more about trying to memorize things for school. Like, it just – you had to work a little harder at it? Yeah, or, like, I would spend a couple hours, like, studying for something, and then I would come back to it a few hours later and literally not remember anything. Oh, that's terrifying. Yeah. That sucks. So I kind of had to adapt the way that I learned uh, to become more of a visual learner so that I associated more parts, more in my brain with what I was learning. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you for sharing that, Claire. Uh, Of course. Yeah, that's definitely a lot to have to pick up the pieces to, especially when it comes to remembering. 
I feel like you really had to relearn how to remember. <laughs> Other things um, that can cause forgetfulness are like things like underactive thyroids, which for me, I've always been like, uh, oh my gosh, something's wrong with my whatever. It must be my thyroid. That runs in my family. And then I've never had thyroid issues in my life. And I'm like, oh, well, I guess it's not that. <laughs> that makes sense. Some other like icky things that cause it are like grief and trauma can cause forgetfulness, which like I personally know in my life to be true, though I won't share the personal things, obviously, but I know this one as facts. Like people definitely block out um, grief and trauma because it's difficult, obviously. It's like a natural response to um mental and emotional pain so yeah or I feel like when you are uh, on the flip side of that when you are going through something um whatever that may be it's hard to remember anything else like if you're going through something in your personal life that Mm. is bringing you grief or causing you trauma it's hard to remember like what your boss asked of you because your mind was somewhere else well, yeah, and that actually goes into depression being like a, a reason for memory loss. Uh, usually that makes sense. Like you are so like lost in that that you aren't. I mean, it makes sense. It makes sense. We don't have to explain depression on this show, <laughs> but uh, that's definitely a cause of it. Um, and then other things, too, on the flip side are medications can cause it, um, like some antidepressants or blood pressure drugs. But, like, obviously this does not mean don't take your medications. There are some medications for, like, blood pressure or um, antidepressants that are actually fine. Um, I know that Prozac is good, Zoloft, Cymbalta, Effexor for antidepressants. According to the internet, those are fine. It's just like some medications, even other than those uh, two general ones that I listed, can affect it. So. Yeah. And always, you know, I'm sure your doctor will tell you, <laughs> talk to your doctor. We're not a doctor. <laughs> not a doctor. Um, not a doctor. So, yeah, so th- those are just some scientific uh, reasons for it. But also some people just some people are just better at remembering things. Like I know some yeah. people have that picture perfect memory. I think there was a book I read when I was younger where there was like that person. Oh, my God, I do not know what book this is, but this always stuck in my mind. There was a character in the book who had a picture perfect memory. And every time they wanted to like remember something, they would like put a, their fingers and like a camera shape around their face and they would go and like click and like that would be like them taking a mental picture and then they had that picture automatically in their brain if anyone knows what book i'm talking about please let me know i read this when i was like an early 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 elementary school (laughs) i love that that's so cute i've definitely seen that before but um but it, I mean, like, they do real. that. It was like he processed it that way. I think oh. it was like a detective book or some kind. Like that's what he was using it for. I don't know. They do that in the office during the wedding episode. Oh, yeah, they do. Yeah. This is not an office podcast, but that is a very cute moment. We still have to mention it. Pop culture. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Um, so I think when we get back from our recess, I would love for us to talk a little bit about brain fog, which I think some people have really started associating with the term brain fog in the last uh, year or so, and some tips and tricks to overcome forgetfulness. I'll see you after recess. Hey, 
Hey folks, welcome to Recess. Today we are looking at your answers to our sleepwalking question on our Instagram page. We asked if you've had any sleepwalking stories and personally I found one pretty hilarious, Claire. Oh, I'm ready. So we were talking about last week how a lot of kids like have these sleepwalking stories usually more often. I feel like a lot of the ones I hear are usually from kids being creepy. So someone said legit only once do they have a sleepwalking story from when they were six years old. They were brought to so they were brought to, I guess, reality. They woke up. With their whole family looking at them as they were set, sitting down on the toilet, seat down, fully dressed, with no idea where they were, why they were there. But basically, yeah, so basically they woke up on the toilet with their whole family looking at them with concern. And they were like, how did I get here? <laughs> that is my only sleep walking story. It was also from when I was a kid. I remember I could not understand the concept of sleepwalking, and I literally remember my dad drawing a picture of where I walked to the next day so that I could see it. Oh. Um, I got up out of bed. I walked to the bathroom in my sleep. This is very embarrassing. I was like six, okay? I peed on the floor. (gasps) No. In the bathroom, I made it to the bathroom, but in my sleep, I guess I knew I had to pee. I didn't pull down my pajamas or anything. I just peed on the floor in the bathroom and I walked back and got back in bed. Oh my gosh. So I did never, I never had any like bed wetting issues as a kid, but I guess even sleepwalking, I knew I really had to go to the bathroom. I made it to the bathroom. I just was not awake. So I actually remember my dream being about really having to go to the bathroom and getting in a lake and like going to the bathroom in a lake. So I guess that's what I thought was going on. Oh, God. That's the worst. And my mom always like tells the story about how she was babysitting her younger cousin when she was like a teenager. Um, As you know, like my family, I think I talked about this last week. Like if I had a sleepwalking kid, it would be terrifying because I have very big curly hair and like my whole family does essentially. Um, And my mom said that she was babysitting her because I talked about this after the episode with her. And she's like, yeah, I was babysitting my cousin and she started sleepwalking and it was the creepiest thing because all her hair was just in her face and according to my mom she looked like cousin it yeah i i feel like i don't hear a lot about adults sleepwalking but i feel like i hear a lot about adults sleep talking and we talked a little bit about that last week but do you know the weirdest thing you've ever said in your sleep no I don't sleep talk that much anymore, though. I have been known to. I I am, and my dad is the same way, which is kind of funny. My mom will, like, yell at him about it. Um, I am a sleep fighter. So in my sleep, in bed, I'm fighting bad guys. So I will, like, shake all of a sudden or say something. Um, and, and, you know, when you're, like, falling asleep and you are, like, dreaming like right when you're about to fall asleep and you're dreaming that you're falling or that you have to move really fast and then you actually move and like wake yourself up I tend to have those dreams most of the night when I'm stressed oh my god so I am a sleep mover I'm a sleep fighter uh yeah it's pretty it's pretty funny as long as you're not punching in your sleep no because that could get violent 
<laughs> no, no, no. Just like slight movement, you know, but I, I'm into it. I need to wear my watch while I sleep and like see if my heart rate goes up at some point. My Apple watch. Yeah, I do that sometimes. Uh, but it turns out that, you know, it just stresses you out to see how you're sleeping because it's just telling you you're not sleeping well enough and that doesn't make you sleep much better. That's true. Mm hmm. Anyways, I think it's time to stop relaxing and get back to the true things that matter. Wait, get back to what? I actually forget what this episode was about that we're <laughs> doing this recess for. Welcome back from recess, folks. I need to learn about brain fog, Claire. I actually know nothing about this i mean it makes sense the words but i don't know what brain fog is yeah i think so there's one thing like you know you can be forgetful you can be a forgetful person you can have bouts of forgetfulness based on stress or whatever it is going on in your life like you listed earlier but i think a lot of people have started associating with brain fog which is not a medical condition itself but it is a symptom of other medical conditions Okay. So the other medical conditions could be memory problems, lack of mental clarity, poor concentration, or an inability to focus. All of this stems from just being mentally fatigued, right? So this can be just you're worn out from work, from school. Have you ever felt like brain fog? Yeah, where it's like there's just so much on your plate and it's just hard to get through. Yeah, and also it's almost like there's this fog and you're not fully there. Like you can't Mm. be fully present in what's going on. You can't focus. You're not really able to like concentrate or fully be like a good listener or very present because there's just this this fog. I felt that like definitely in college, I think, with like lecture style classes, if this makes sense, if this relates – Like, I would be in a lecture-style class, and it's just, like, for me, lecture-style never really worked for me. Like, I would just sit there, and, like, there's just so many other things that were floating in my mind. Um, If that's the same thing, that's the only thing I can relate to that, really. Yeah. I I mean, so I have gone through this a lot, especially the last, like, few months, just being home, um... And not being on like a super regular schedule with work and everything like that. I definitely feel brain fog sometimes. Like, I, you know, before I got this under control, I would turn to Jeff and be like, I just don't feel like here. Like, I just feel like my brain is all over the place. Yeah. And I think a lot of people feel this way. Um, at least I hope. It's not just me. Um, <laughs> and so some underlying causes of brain fog just like what you said, our stress, lack of sleep, but also hormonal changes can cause mm. brain fog. Um, another big thing that can cause brain fog is diet. So if you're consuming a lot of food with MSG, with aspartame, even nuts or dairy uh, can cause brain fog. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. But nuts, come on. Nuts are supposed to be kind of healthy. Peanuts. Peanuts, I should have said. Ah, darn. I always feel this kind of fog, too. Like, I I feel that especially in quarantine when – or, like, 
coming back from quarantine and working again is like this sense of, oh my gosh, I'm home now and I don't want to think and I don't want to be perceived. And I feel like that kind of goes hand in hand with this where I'm like, I sit on the couch and I'm like, oh, what can I watch? And I'm like, I don't want to watch anything that my brain is going to be working in. I just, my brain is here, but it's not really here. (laughs) Yeah. And I feel like brain fog can be kind of like for those of us that experience it, you know, somewhat, uh, it can be kind of a scary feeling. It can be like you're really trying to be present and you just feel like you can't. And I want everybody to know it's completely normal and there are a lot of things that you can do to kind of overcome it. Um, and there are also other conditions that cause brain fog. Like Michelle mentioned earlier, migraines can cause brain fog. Uh, we've got depression, anemia, diabetes, um, issues with your thyroid, arthritis, multiple sclerosis. Uh, sometimes those receiving chemo treatment for cancer, they call it chemo brain. And it's that same kind of mental fatigue and brain fog. And another big cause is dehydration. Drink some water, folks, if you're feeling some brain fog. So uh, I feel like all of these kind of go together, too. Like, I feel like sometimes if I'm stressed, I'm not drinking enough water and it leads to headaches, which leads to me having brain fog. Like, because I totally feel it when I have my like really bad, like headache migraine episodes where I'm just like, my brain is not working at the same capacity as it normally is. And like, someone will ask me a question and like, I just can't answer like my normal brain would be able to answer. It's like, yeah, definitely harder to think. Um, but I also feel like what what would you say the difference is between this sort of like feeling of brain fog, the sensation of brain fog and like disassociation? Mm, I think that they're really go hand in hand. And <laughs> there is like a line that's very thin between them. I would call, you know, not a doctor, not a medical opinion. No. I would call disassociation like a step further. Mm-hmm. And brain fog is like you're still there, but you can't fully be present for whatever reason. But right. you're somewhat present. Um, so some home remedies to improve brain fog. And I'll talk more about tips and tricks to help with general forgetfulness. But if you feel like your brain's a little foggy, check on your sleep. Make sure that you're sleeping eight to nine hours per night. Um, Manage your stress and avoid excessive alcohol and caffeine. Uh, Exercise. Strengthen your brain power. So this uh, article that I'm reading right now suggests trying to solve like brain puzzles. Uh, Find enjoyable activities and then increasing your intake of proteins, fruits, vegetables, healthy fats. So basically just making sure you're having a balanced diet. And I think, I don't know if you said this to me, Michelle, but I think this goes hand in hand with anytime you're feeling badly about something um, like going on in your body, ask yourself, have I slept well? Have I new, like fed my body properly, nourished my body and have I moved my body, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly that. Also water. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and like, I, if you haven't done one of those things properly, it's probably that. Yeah. <laughs> I ask myself that all the time. And I've definitely been feeling like a lot clearer since I started checking in with myself about that. 
Mm -hmm. Um, So that would be my number one tip to help forgetfulness, especially brain fog. But I do want to talk about some other tips and tricks to help forgetfulness, how to be less forgetful. Uh, So some interesting tips. Some people uh, recommend certain like vitamins, and I'm not going to mention all of those, or supplements that will help you. Uh, I know that I take fish oil pills and I really enjoy those personally. I will say one of the things that, sorry, go ahead. (laughs) One of the things that causes forgetfulness is B12 deficiencies. So definitely keep those B12 vitamins inside your multivitamins because that will definitely help you for forgetfulness. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. Another person recommends that um, turmeric also helps a lot of people. So try a curry, it says. Try, try a curry. curry. Turmeric uh, so good for Apparently, so <laughs> older people in India have a lower prevalence of Alzheimer's disease than their peers in the whole rest of the world. And huh. m- people are thinking it's because of their consumption of turmeric and like well-balanced vegetable dishes playing a, a key role. Okay. So maybe keep that turmeric and those B12s and those fish oils. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, another thing I think is really important is minimize your distractions. I like to think that I can multitask, but that really just means I'm not giving my full attention to something. So like if you're trying to do 10 things at once and you're on the phone with your boss and then you're like, oh, why couldn't I remember what my boss told me on the phone? Why did I forget something? It's like, well, you weren't really fully giving your full attention. And it's really hard for us to do now with our devices. I know that um, Jeff and I like sometimes we'll be watching something on TV and then I'll look at both of us and we'll both be on our phones. Yeah. And it's like. We're trying to stop that because it's just focus is so good. Focus is also a muscle that we all need to work on. And I think it was Oprah that said she lives her life by doing one thing at a time. So like when she's washing dishes, like she ever washes dishes, (laughs) she's really like washing the dishes, right? Like she's really focusing on doing that. When she's making her bed, she's making her bed. Like she's not... Folding laundry, not, I mean, I doubt Oprah folds laundry, but she's not folding laundry and watching TV. She is like folding the laundry. She's not like working on something on her computer and listening to, I don't know, a conversation that she's having with someone else. Like she's focusing on one thing at a time Mm -hmm. and you know, she's Oprah. So I trust her. I trust Oprah. A lot of people also recommend like sweating it out, moving your body. Like I said earlier, Uh, I think that that can be really important, especially if you're studying for something, if you're in college and you're listening or grad school or whatever, like don't sit at the library all day and just study, get up and go for a walk, like take a break to go, you know, go run, go to the gym or do whatever you want, do some yoga, like just taking care of your body by moving your body is so helpful yeah absolutely I feel like I also have that problem where like I'm very impulsive with getting things done and I'm like okay I need to get this done now and then this done next and then this done and like it doesn't always make the job that I'm doing 
um, done all the way. And I think that I, that goes hand in hand with uh, moving and giving yourself breaks because like oftentimes I'm like, I need to do this all right now. And it would burn out less. I would burn out less if I were to take my time with it and give myself breaks. So like that is definitely important. And yeah. It, it makes you remember what not to forget. Take a break. Uh, And then the rest of my tips are, I think you could find a tip that could tell you to do anything. Like, I I truly think if you wanted to eat only fish for the rest of your life, you could find a tip that said, eat more fish. It'll help you, right? (laughs) Yeah. But this one says, eat more chocolate. Of course it does. Apparently, antioxidants in dark chocolate are linked to improving uh, memory loss. And another one says drink more wine, specifically red wine. Yeah, but we saw in that one episode that that's not necessarily true. So I don't know how to trust red wine anymore. I know. Well, it says that red wine contains a component called reservatrol that has shown to help boost short-term memory. Okay. Although I can speak from personal experience that... That might not be true. Yeah, I, I can say there's instances in my life where red wine has made me do the opposite. Oppos- opposite? Oh my god. It has made me do the opposite of remember. And then uh, another <laughs> like food-related tip. It says get a breath of fresh rosemary-scented air. And this is from an article in uh, online treehugger.com is the okay. article. Anyways, but get a brush, uh, get a breath of fresh rosemary scented air is what it says because apparently rosemary the scent uh, is like can help with stress. So you know I'm a big proponent in essential oils, that stress relieving essential oil, and I think also just like I said earlier when I had a concussion and I was trying to learn. I was trying to bring all of my senses into learning. So not just like my brain, I was trying to be a more visual learner. And I think like smells can really help with that too. So I know um, when I was working full time at my desk from nine to five, every day, my daytime essential oil was different than my evening essential oil because I was setting like a mood for the day. Mm -hmm. This was my focus one. This was like my orange and rosemary and lemon like citrus to get me energized and then in the evening I use like the lavender and the peppermint you know Mm -hmm. spa scents so that makes so much sense that's a good idea yeah I think that can be helpful do you have any tips to add Michelle um I don't just take your vitamins and I don't know I feel like we do a lot of episodes now where it's like exploring things that are happening inside your body I feel like we've had a general theme of doing that recently and I feel like in at the end of the day all of it is just what we were saying before of like just like check in with yourself see what you have and haven't been doing and have and haven't been putting in your body and uh, using your body and like just your daily rituals like just keep that in mind and like don't stress yourself out if you are forgetting because that'll just make you forget more there's actually a thing that said in the article about old people versus like younger people being more like more forgetful is that actually it made older people forget 
more often when they were told about being forgetful. And I think that's not just an older person thing. That's like an in general thing. Like the more you stress about something, the more stress, the the more you're going to fulfill that prophecy. Yeah. I think that that's, I think that that's really interesting. And I think we can't wrap this episode without talking about our favorite kind of forgetful characters. And I think that is the trope of the absent-minded professor. Oh. And how I did not tell Michelle about this ahead of time. No. Um, <laughs> and how, like, sometimes we see in TV and movies this, like, super brilliant person. But, oop, they're just so forgetful. They make so many mistakes. And a good example of it is Doc from Back to the Future. Mm-hmm. I w- it's hilarious because I was going to say the doctor from Doctor Who. Yeah. Both docs. <laughs> It's just a great example of, oh, the nutty professor, of course, is another mm-hmm. um, one. But I think that it's really interesting how we also, like, associate the most brilliant person in the world with just being, oh, absent-minded. And Michelle and I talked a little bit about this before, but we also sometimes in TV or movies will see like oh this girl and she's got it all together in the rom-com but oh she's a little clumsy and a little forgetful and oh it makes her so cute and it's like so quirky so quirky and you know what (laughs) it's not it's not don't forget stuff (laughs) yeah (laughs) well it's also like in real life in real life I don't feel like a a brainiac or a cutesy girl when I forget things. In real life, when I forget things, I feel like a failure. Um, but maybe we can see the bright side of that and see that maybe this whole time we've been the brainiacs and the cute girls. Yeah, you're right. Everybody forgets. And the cute girls. <laughs> that's the message of today's episode. Well, with that, I think that's the end of our podcast. Follow us at Galsplain Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Yeah, uh, and our question for today is: Are you the brainiac or the cute girl? No, 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 no. no. So for today's question, we want to know what is the worst or weirdest thing that you've ever forgotten about. We want to know your stories. Ooh, subscribe rate review us on apple podcasts and we will see you next time bye bye